Hello and welcome to episode 134 of Decentralized Revolution, a podcast from the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus and Mises PAC. I'm Aaron Harris. I'm your host for today. Um, we have a lot going on down here in Tennessee. As you guys know, if you listen to the podcast, I moved down here a few years ago and uh, Tennessee is a great place to be. And one thing that's making it a lot greater is the Liberty Movement down here, um, not just Mises Caucus and not just LP people. But uh, a lot of good things going on. And uh, one guy who is in the mix uh, on uh, so many things in uh, the Tennessee Liberty Movement right now is uh, Chris Darnell. He also goes by Bootleg. He is the host of the Not A Podcast podcast, uh, co-host, I think. And um, he is the also the uh, vice chair of the LP here in Tennessee. And uh, they've got a lot going on. And so I wanted to have him on uh, to talk about a few things. Uh, ballot access for the LP here in Tennessee. Also the Defend the Guard stuff. But the sort of the most um, uh, pressing issue right now is uh, gun rights in Tennessee. Uh, as you know, with the uh, there was a school shooting back in like April of 23, I think it was. And uh, the Republican governor and some other people, I think, some floated some red flag laws in the wake of that. And then I think that a lot of activists kind of got that shot down. But it uh, looks like that may be coming back up here in the legislature here in 2024. So um, a few guys, uh, including uh, uh, Zeb Proctor and Alex Grant and some other people here in Tennessee, uh, uh, formed uh, a group called Tennessee Taking Action. Uh, Chris has been helping out with that. He's really huge on gun rights, as you'll see. And they're having a rally coming up at the State House in Nashville um, on January 20th. It's a Saturday, and um, I am going to go there. Chris is going to be there. He's going to talk about today um, on the podcast what's going on and how you can help and just giving us a, a an overview on what's going on uh, with uh, Liberty here in Tennessee. And if you want info on uh, that, uh, uh, the rally, it's TennesseeTakingAction.com, but it's just TNTakingAction.com. And I'll put that, uh, will also be up on the screen at a couple of points during uh, this interview with Chris Darnell. Chris, thanks for uh, joining me today. We've uh, been chatting just for a second uh, uh, off air but we are passive crossed a little bit here in Tennessee since uh, my wife and I moved down here about three years ago. Uh, I know we've seen you at the last couple of state conventions. So for those people who don't know you, um, just tell us a little bit about you, your uh, involvement in the Liberty Movement. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> currently I am a vice chair for the state party of, well, state Libertarian Party of Tennessee. Um, I am host of Not A Real Podcast. I am uh, a board member of TNTA, which is Tennessee Taking Action, and I'm also uh, fronting the lawsuit uh, for ballot access, uh, along with uh, Jim Langer, the attorney. Okay. I, I, I really want to talk about ballot access. I've got lots of stories, which we won't go into from my time uh, on the uh, Central Committee up in Ohio about 10 years ago, and I know how bad ballot access can be and um, how much work people put into it, and I know that things are not that great in Tennessee either. So we'll get to that, uh, but uh, tell us about if uh, those of you who have been on the uh, Mises Caucus email list, um, and if you're not, you, you can be, just go to takehumanaction.com and sign up. 
we've been telling you about the uh, rally coming up uh, here in Tennessee uh, later this month on the 20th and about this group, Tennessee, taking action. Uh, but uh, fill us in a little more. I've just, you know, broad strokes in our emails to everybody. But uh, tell me about the group, how you got involved, what it's doing. Uh, TNTA specifically? Yeah, yeah. We'll start with that, and then we'll, we'll talk about the, the LP in Tennessee uh, after that. Okay. Um, so TNTA was pretty much started by, from my recollection, is um, – uh, is Zeb Proctor, who's who's the uh, the current chair, um, and Alex Grant, as far as I can remember, um, Zeb called me up one day and said, "Hey, you know, we're we're tired of hearing about these red flag laws. We're going to do something about it. Do you want in?" I said, um, "Does a bear shit in the woods?" I mean, yeah. I mean, guns are my my bread and butter, right? Like that's my one policy that I will not budge ever on. Yep. Um, I mean, I won't budge on any of them, but that's, you know, that's my central foundation is firearm yeah. ownership. That's a good, and, that's uh, a good so, issue. That's a good issue to kind of see where people really come from. Like if they get that, then you, we can work with them on just about anything else. Yeah. Firearm ownership is a, it's a tricky one. Um, especially when talking to people, cause it's a, it's an emotional thing for some. Um, yeah. I, I know, quite a few people who, uh, well, I know a couple of people, I should say, uh, who have had relatives involved in mass shootings or, um, were there themselves, but weren't directly involved. And, um, it is, it is, it is terrible. But when, when you look at what the response from the government is, it is, it's far more horrendous, right? Um, so for, I'll give you a prime example. So Tennessee, so we did actually push down, uh, the original red flag law, that they were trying to promote in, in the aftermath of the Nashville shooting, um, as we all remember, is a, a private school and a, I don't know what we're legally allowed to call them anymore, transgender person, right. gender fluid person, whatever the hell we're calling them anymore. Um, they went in, shot up a private school, and the whole debate became about guns. Yeah. Um, but in reality, anyone who would shoot unarmed children, it's it's a mental issue, right? Like any, and it doesn't matter who the shooter is. If you're if you're to that point, it's a mental issue. So we keep saying you can't ban firearms and make people safe because crazy people will do crazy people things. Yeah. So we did get the red, the original red flag law shut down, um, but we've unfortunately seen a, another one pop up uh, as of I think last week. It was uh, it's House Bill fifteen seventy four, and it's got a co sponsor in the Senate. Uh, Senate Bill 1564, um, and it pretty much reads, in short, firearms and ammunition as introduced allows a court to issue a risk protection order upon a finding by clear and convicting evidence that a person poses a significant danger of causing personal injury to the person or others if allowed to possess or purchase a firearm authorities. Oh, I'm sorry. Authorizes a, uh, a law enforcement officer or relative to uh, to petition for the risk protection order. And then it talks about the amended segments of the law. That's a cut and dry red flag law. That's, that's yeah. copy paste from other States. Yep. And the unfortunate thing is, as you may know, or some of your viewers may know, Tennessee has a long history of being rebellious as, as, as very recently as in the late 1950s during the battle of Athens, when, you know, civilians shot and blew up a uh, sheriff's department over corruption. Um, you know, 
or we've got the moonshiners from the prohibition era and you've got the the dixie mafia now where all they do is grow and sell weed yeah despite what anyone says that's all they do they just grow a bunch of weed and sell it all over the east coast yeah and prohibition's been good for east tennessee yep they they try this it's going to get better but the the, the reality is is tennessee's not going to go for this right like yeah. it's it's a republican held state even republicans aren't in favor of red flag laws yet yeah. and i just i don't i don't see why more americans are not getting up in arms about this there's tons of gun owners across the state there there's and, and it may be just because um I'm not having ADD brain right now. Sorry if I'm jumping around too much. Just tell no, me shut the hell up. Well, let me let me ask you this. So, like it, a little bit of the context of why people may not realize what uh, a danger things can be, because you know that's one of the reasons my wife and I moved down here. Um, my, my grandfather was from Townsend, which is a little tiny town next to the Smoky Mountains National Park. So I know all about you know what East Tennessee is like. My other grandparents are eastern kentucky so like i that i that's why it's one reason why i moved back down here um and so i think people in tennessee who maybe do favor gun rights they think oh well we're in tennessee we got a republican governor nothing bad's gonna happen right so like but as we know you know necessity is the tyrant's plea anytime there's an emergency oh we got to do something and I, I don't know much about uh, our governor here in tennessee but i know he's not named you know, Ron Paul or Thomas Jefferson. So like, um, so after that uh, horrible thing at the school in Nashville, usual suspects come up, they start to, you know, say what they normally say. And I think gun owners, you know, who are not necessarily politically involved, were like, yeah, it'll blow over. Right. But that, again, we don't know. That's how the, the state works is they, eh, they'll bring something up and then they'll wait a while and then they'll try to get it back through. So they tried there was an uproar quickly and then it's been a few months, new legislative session coming up. And I think the Democrats have introduced these bills. And so people may have gone to sleep on this. Yeah. Complacency is a dangerous thing. Um, a lot of the founders did talk about regularly that you would have to either water, you know, rewater the tree of Liberty, or you have to actively fight to maintain your rights as a citizen. Um, falling asleep at the wheel is very dangerous, as we've seen over the last, you know, hundred years, where we've seen just gun rights just chiseled away a piece at a time, um, Johnny Cash included. And we, we've, we've, we, I think that's, I think that's the problem with America. Is we've gotten soft, we've gotten lazy. We just, we just expect others to take care of it for us. But in reality, you're going to have to fight. You, someone's going to have to fight to keep these rights that we want, whether it's gun ownership, whether it's the First Amendment, whether it's, you know the the right to not have soldiers quartered in your home which i believe is the fourth amendment that's third um, yeah third third yeah um but i mean if you look at the revolutionary war right it, it, it was supported by less than five percent of americans we've seen more than five percent of americans rebel against covid mandates and covid vaccines and all these other things so why is this an issue that you know, there's 400 million firearms in the U.S. We expect 150 million Americans to own them. Why is it, you know, why is it so hard? And yeah, I think you're, I think you're right on, right on the money. I think people just gotten complacent and expect Republicans to take care of it. But in reality, Republicans are worse than anybody. Bill Lee, the governor of Tennessee, was actually supporting the idea of some possible red flag legislation, and thankfully, you know, it got shut down. But Republicans aren't going to save you. You got to be the one to save yourself, and that's. 
this is what this is. This is grassroots activation or activation activism. Jesus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a video I've game system there. from Can the eighties. Right? Like I ain't never done it. Yeah. Say what? That's a Activision's a, like a video game system from the nineteen eighties. So you didn't know yeah, that. Activision <laughs> yeah. is still a, still a game company. Oh, yeah. it is. I haven't played oh. video games in a long time. But so anyway, so um, Zeb, Proctor, Alex Grant, uh, other you know uh, LP guys, Mises Caucus guys guys that probably aren't involved with either one got together. You're saying uh, Zeb and Alex were kind of the guys who got TNTA started. I don't really remember exactly who started what Uh, I remember Zeb was the one that kind of reached out to me. and was like, Hey, we're going to do this. We want you on. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to question that. Um, And it's, it's really blossomed. I mean, there's a, ton of great guys on there um zeb proctor like you said alex grant um uh there's joseph van wagner there's uh zach tatum there's uh josiah baker well, just Jos- josiah oh, oh. <laughs> no yeah josiah um no, i'm just kidding I-, I love josiah he's one of my favorite people um i can't think of his other name but yeah there's tons of great guys on there um a lot of them are mises but i mean it really shouldn't matter. I mean, honestly, yep. if you want to protect gun rights, it, it's a, it's, we have to be two wings of the same bird fighting against two wings of the same bird. That's what yep. I, that's the way I look at it. Right. It, it takes every libertarian that we can get to fight this fight and we have to, and that's it, what we're it, seeing it, in Tennessee. We're sorry. Well, no, I, I hate to interrupt, but like what you're saying is, is like, that's part of the Mises caucus. Our thing about issue coalitions is, you don't have to be a libertarian or a Mises caucus member or anything like we will, if you agree with us and have the Liberty position on a particular important issue, we will work with you. So like if you're a far left person who wants to decrim, you know, psychedelics or something, we worked with some of those people out in Denver to get that done a few years ago. So like if you're willing to, you know, if you're a reasonably truthful person, uh, and uh, you're right on this issue, we'll work with you. And so that's the thing is it doesn't, I'm sure everybody who's going to show up at the Capitol uh, here on Saturday, January 20th is not going to be uh, LP or Mises or or whatever. And that's the point because we need more than just us. Uh, uh, us, You know, libertarians, there's not that many of us. So we need to, this is how we build bridges with other people and get as a secondary thing, they get exposed to our our ideas, but as a primary thing, we can work together to show the state, in this case, that this is a bad idea for them to, to push these red flag laws. Yeah, single issue coalitions are very, very powerful. Um, you know, like, like, like I mentioned, we've got three big issues that we're, we're pushing right now. We've got guns, we've got not sending uh, the National Guard to every podunk war that the federal government feels like and uh ballot access and all three of these things we can reach out to different groups and have a discussion on and invite them to help us and work with us and i think that's why it is so effective and then why it is beautiful but i mean really the 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 big reason is there are tons of great activists in tennessee who are working together to do this yeah um i mean there was a huge event i believe last night in nashville um you know for chase oliver and then we're going to have um, you know, a few guest speakers, um, 
from uh, the, some of the other political candidates, I believe, maybe a couple of them for a convention. I, I'm, I'd have to double check that. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, we, we've got a, we've got a wide range of people, you know, from all over the spectrum working together and getting shit done. And that's the beautiful thing about Tennessee. Um, I mean, I've been in this party for four, five, some a billion years, feels like. Uh, but I mean, it, Tennessee's running better now than it ever has. I, I think it's just a lot of people have really gotten their footing under them over the last couple of years. And it's just, it's, I mean, it's a war machine now. I mean, we're, you know, defend the guard legislation is being pushed into the house. Um, yep. we, we, we killed a red flag law. I mean, hell. Yeah. But we got to do it again. Right. So they're new. If I'm right, the new legislative session starts fairly soon. Is that how they do it in Tennessee? It's a 90 day period. And I believe it starts. I believe it's January 20th. It's I think it's the end of January. I'd have to double check. I okay. am horrible with dates and numbers. Um, but it is a 90 day period and it ends. I think it's towards the beginning of April or. Yeah. So anyway, it's about, it's about to come up. That's why they're having it on the 20th in Nashville, mm -hmm. the, the rally. So how did the idea for the rally come up and, you know, what's, how can people get involved? Uh, how can people support it? Even if they can't get to Nashville, just tell, update us on, on what that rally is meant to do. So the rally realistically is to raise awareness about the abhorrent laws that are coming through um, to show people uh, that's number one. Number two is to show people that there is still people willing to fight to defend rights in Tennessee, even if they're not able to or not willing to. Um, so it's a, to show, you know, just to reaffirm that, you know, people are here to help. Um, and realistically, it's it's a, it's a community thing, like, you know, just getting the name out there, just, you know, just talking to people, shaking hands and um, who knows, you know, a lot of these events, that's that's how you get the next great activist that will help front the next big event, you know, um, maybe it's, maybe it's state, uh, maybe it's the sales tax intensity, maybe like, you know, what, we need to push to lo lower the sales tax. Why are we paying 9.6% when we should be paying Zero, but <laughs> it should be zero, but no one's gonna go for zero, right? <laughs> Not yet, anyways. A couple percent at a time, right? Yeah. There you go. So Maj Touré is gonna be there, Carrie Sloan, some other people. Um, there's gonna be I saw there's like a panel discussion with a couple of state reps. Is do I have that right? Yep, there's gonna be uh, a couple of state reps. I don't want to throw any names out there because it's still um it's still a moving target. It's uh, as a lot of these things go, people are still trying to figure out their schedule for that day. Um, state reps are kind of a hard one too, because they've got meetings and uh, work stuff that they got to do. Um, but yeah, we, we plan on having a couple of state reps. Uh, I have personally reached out to a couple of the uh, more left-leaning uh, Democrats in the Tennessee state house and offered them to come out and have a meaningful discussion. Uh, none of which have, you know, surprisingly, yeah. Uh, have responded in a meaningful way saying that they would show up. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, we'll, we'll have anyone that's able to have a realistic discussion on why firearms should go away as long as it's civil. I mean, that's, that's the big thing too. It's like, we've got to have an opposing viewpoint because we can't just sit there and say, we're the only ones who are right. Give yeah. someone else credence, you know, let them prove their point. They can't, but let them try. 
Yeah, if they want to, but uh, unfortunately, it seems like the older they I get won't. here in America, people really don't want to talk a lot of times. Especially, I don't know. That's a that's another uh, uh, side trail, but um, so it's going to be kind of all day, right? Like, is it, um, it going to be speakers the whole day, or uh, I think it starts at nine thirty or ten and goes to five. So, what can people expect throughout the day? And if they can only be there for a little bit, like when is the best time to show up? Things like that. Um, the best time to show up is uh, when Maj will be speaking. And then the second best time will be when myself and Josiah Baker will be uh, kind of having a panel slash debate thing. Okay. But those are the only two that matter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, th- I mean, there's going to be tons of great speakers. Um, it really just, I mean, if, if you only got a couple hours, I would just go when it's warmest. I mean, okay. that's honestly, that's that's my best opinion. Be comfortable, enjoy it, have a great time. Um, but if you want to be there all day, we will absolutely help with that. We're, we're trying to get uh, some portable heaters out there. We're going to try to have some tents out there. We're going to try and have uh, some amenities to, to make it comfortable for people uh, as much as we can. Obviously, you know, we, we can't cover the entire capital grounds, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it and uh, we're hoping for a really big crowd. Um uh, Susie Q, uh, for those who watch my show will know, uh, she'll be speaking as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to put, um, the website up on the screen. Um, does that look right? Uh, I believe that's correct. And I grabbed that just from here. Let me take the, uh, HTTP stuff off of that. I just copied and pasted it from the site that I had up earlier today. Um, So that is where you would find out more about it. Uh, I was talking to Zeb that you you guys can take um, financial contributions to, because you mentioned the heaters and the this, and they're going to record it. And uh, also got like a firearm safety scholarship type program. So if you want to help out, uh, just hit up tntakingaction.com and there's a way to give uh on there um tell me um okay so we've got um oh oh, there was one other thing that uh i think we're trying to not only a stop the red flag laws but to try to get or we're trying to get sponsors for a repeal of the ban on you know carrying in parks or public something like that in other words, we're not just trying to stop the red flag laws. We're trying to advance gun rights at the same time, try to, to try to flip the script, right? Correct. Um, I Yeah, I've spoke to my rep here, and he's an awesome dude. He's, he's in favor of it. But basically, it would reduce some of the restrictions that are placed on gun possession on state property. Um, I don't have the bill in front of me, so I don't want to say exactly what it is, but I know it reduces the state's control over firearm possession on state property. Okay. So for people who um, who don't know the law in Tennessee might be coming from uh, somewhere else, what is the current laws as far as open carry, concealed carry, carrying at the site? Uh, Public Square Park is where the thing is going to be. So what should people know about what to do and what not to do? So Tennessee is actually a very relaxed state for firearm ownership as it is. It's actually, in my opinion, I've, I've rated it as either number one or the top five. I still say number one personally. Um, 
So actually, interesting fact about Tennessee is you can actually go through the drive-through of your school and pick your kid up with a firearm on you, and it's 100% legal. Um, there's only three other states, I believe, that have that. Um, but it's a part of uh, your castle doctrine where it extends your vehicle and this whole thing. Um, I mean, Tessie, you can carry in parks. Um, and actually, if you talk to a lot of the uh, park rangers, they'll actually encourage it because, you know, black bears do exist. Yep. Um, you ain't going to kill it, but you might be able to piss it off enough to get it to go away. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, the, the state grounds. So the, in front of the Capitol building, it's going to be tricky because the park is technically, you know, legal to carry there. But going up onto the Capitol building, like the actual Capitol, um, okay. it is restricted. So it, it's it's going to be kind of a, one of those weird things where we've been we've been coordinating with uh, the local police department there, trying to figure out what's legal, what's not legal. Okay. Um, so it is kind of a weird gray area, and we've we've got a plan for that. We we're not encouraging people to open carry just because it is a gray area, and the, the local police have kind of said it; they're not certain. Okay. Um, but they've, they've said that there's, it shouldn't be a problem, but they didn't know 100%. But, I mean, you know, we want people to come out, have a good time, support it, but maybe not go full battle rattle uh, right. on this one just because we yeah. don't want anyone getting something you can't walk away from. So Well, yeah, you don't – you never know when – yeah, I used to be a – well, you got to be careful around police uh, for a lot of different reasons, and there's no reason to uh, – yeah, there's no reason to uh, provoke a situation when, when we're just trying to talk and uh, show how responsible and how cool we are with that. Um, um, and I know that's that's one of the great things I love about Maj is because he talks as much about the de-escalation and safety stuff as he does about actually how to use the weapon. And that's that's one thing I think that people who are don't know much about guns, uh, didn't grow up around them. Um, like my wife grew up in New York City, so Ohio was not that great for gun stuff. And I'm not I'm not a gun guy myself. But uh, when we came down here, you know, like at the grocery store and somebody's carrying on his hip. Right. And she's just like, what's going on here? So people don't necessarily um, who didn't come up with it. You've got to kind of ease them into it. And by being irresponsible, that's a sure way to to not. Uh, win them over. So, uh, so I guess the question is, is just be be smart. And if when you get to the rally, if you're not sure of where you can go or what you can do, ask somebody and and just uh, take it easy, right? Yeah, and a lot of us will be walking around. You'll you'll see us. Um, we'll have our shirts on, and you know, uh, it won't be hard to tell who who works there because yeah. we'll all be running around like uh, chickens with our heads cut off. But um. Yeah, I mean, just reach out and ask someone. I mean, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out uh, to us on Twitter. Uh, there's a Facebook page as well. Um, you can reach out to me personally, Zeb. I mean, any of us will we'll, we'll tell you what's up. We'll we'll help you with whatever we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's it's we're we're trying to make it as easy and friendly for people as possible. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm going to be there. Um, a friend of mine and I are driving over, so. Um, yeah, Zeb is great. He's one of those guys that's like you first meet him and you don't really at, at first you're just like, oh, he's a cool guy. And then you realize like all this work he does. And it's like, how does one guy do all this stuff? So uh, we're so lucky to have him uh, in our movement. Um, so there are two other things that you mentioned and that I also wanted to talk about. 
Mises Caucus, we've been big on helping with Defend the Guard. Uh, anytime there's a, a call out, they need people to you know do the phone brigade thing. We send out an email. Uh, Dan and Diego over there have have been thankful for what we're doing. And we say that not to toot our own horn, but to say it doesn't take a lot like, you know, 25 people from the Mises Caucus, you know, helping to make calls to Arizona or New Hampshire or something like that. It makes a big difference. Uh, the last I heard here in Tennessee, we've been looking for a sponsor uh, to get someone to introduce Defend the Guard. I heard recently we do have that. And so if I'm right, uh, I'll let you catch me up, but then we're going to be asking people to help here in Tennessee too. So uh, how long did it, tell us about the process of getting a sponsor and how, where are we at right now? So I'm not super involved in the defend the guard stuff. Cause I've got a lot of other stuff going on as well. Um, but my understanding where we're at right now with defend the guard is we've got a piece of legislation that's going to be introduced. Um, and we're waiting to see how that turns up. We're, we're just waiting to see, you know, what committee it goes to and who's on that committee. Because a lot of these things still have to be decided before they start, you know, introducing legislation. Yeah. So that's kind of the waiting game right now is we're going to see if it's going to be, you know, people who are friendly to, you know, not sending our children off to fight some BS war. Or if it's going to be people who are like, you know, National Guard should be homeland defense, not, you know. Yeah. Saudi oil defense or whatever. And um, that's, that's the, it's, it's, it's terrifying waiting. It really is because you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like that's kind of, that's always been, well, at least maybe for the last 10 years since the Ron Paul movement, there's been some, there's has been a strain in the Republican party that has been, okay, we need to dial some of this foreign adventurism back that, that group in the Republican party seems to wax and wane. Right. So, uh, but I, I think you never know what you're going to get. And it also depends on whether it's Israel or Taiwan or Ukraine, you're talking about whether people are going to be non-interventionist or not. So, so in other words, we don't really have a clear lay of the land yet as to this legislature, how it's going to be as far as, how, and this is a probably a weird, um, thing for some state legislators to be in of uh, doing something that has foreign policy implications, right? So I can imagine it it is maybe kind of up in the air. And it, it'll be yeah. interesting to see what the Republican Party tells its people to do and all that stuff. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I think one thing people kind of don't really think about is that Tennessee is actually a military industrial state, meaning that um, in uh, Kingsport, there is a facility called Holston Defense. It's been there since you know the the late 30s. It produces all the explosives for the DoD. Hmm. Big military contractor. Then you've got Oak Ridge, which does all the R and D, or I'm sorry, Y12, uh, which is their super secret place, um, yeah. which is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, um, which uh, does all the R and D uh, for nuclear warheads, part of the original Manhattan Project. Um, I mean, and you've got all of these different facilities all across the state that support the the global war effort uh, for the you know military industrial machine. And so I think that could actually take into a huge account for uh, how some of these people vote, because as we all know, politicians aren't shy about getting their pockets padded. Um, yeah. 
how much of that are we going to see in Tennessee? I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think how the Republican Party responds will tell us everything we need to know. Um, I think it'll be less about where, um, and I think it'll be more about how much, as in how much under the table. Yep. Yep. Uh, big money. And yeah, I, I'm close, fairly close to Oak Ridge. And every time I'm by there, it's just like, man, you just think of all the all the money wasted uh, on that stuff that, you know, nuclear power technology. And if it was in the free market and all those brains were working on something peaceful and productive instead of working for the government, how much better the world would be. But uh, um, there's a lot of power and a lot of money involved. So um, it'll be interesting, but I'm, I'm glad we're uh, going to at least make them talk about it. Um, so tell me where the LP is at in Tennessee regard to ballot access. I know every state is different. Um, Ohio had its own special ups and downs and it's really weird. And I think they're still in a really bad spot ballot access wise. And um, Tennessee, Tennessee's not that great either. So tell me where we've been and where we're at. Uh, There's a lawsuit. So just uh, assume somebody doesn't know anything about the ballot access situation in Tennessee and tell us what's up. Okay, so Tennessee currently has a uh, two classifications of political party, right? So you've got your 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 main political parties, which is Republican, Democrat, and Independent. You those require twenty five signatures, twenty five stop signatures, to get on the ballot as Republican, Democrat, or Independent. All third parties, which is the other classification, um, require five percent of the last gubernatorial races vote total in signatures just to get on the ballot and then in order to in order to maintain uh that you have to get i believe 2.5 or five percent of the vote total for the election that that candidate's in so not right. only are you spending hundreds of man hours collecting signatures or you know millions of dollars as we're seeing the um the one, what is it? The Freedom One, one, whatever. There's a there's a third party that's running, like they're basically former Republican donors that are spending millions and millions of dollars nationwide to, for ballot access campaigns. They don't have a presidential candidate. They haven't said who they want. They're just, they're just getting ballot access because they can, I guess. Um, fuck them. Um, but- well, And then there's RFK, right? I mean, I heard he just got on in Utah. So, um, so it's, yeah. So in other words, so I want to back up one second there. So- if I wanted to run for governor as an independent, I all, all I would have to do is to get 25 registered voters. As a Republican, independent, or Democrat, you need 25 signatures. And if you go to a church, a regular gas station, or work somewhere, you can get yeah. those easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 25 is nothing. Um, okay, so so independent is actually recognized as like a kind of political party. In other words, so in other words, if you want to run without a label, we'll let you do that. But if you want to run as a libertarian or green or or conservative, the no labels party. That was the one I was talking about. Sorry, you just okay. said it came to me. Okay. So all right. So that's messed up. And you know, so that's uh I don't even know what the vote total was, but how, how many signatures would it take to get so and you get recognition for one cycle then if you get the if you get the signatures in is that recognition of the whole party or just the one person running for that office? So it is a, as far as I understand it, cause all this shit is stupid complex. Um, yeah. As far as I understand, 
Um, it'll be for that candidate. Um, but if that candidate gets more than the, the retention percentage of the vote, then the party gets status as a whole. Okay. Um, so it is, it is complicated. It, it gets worse the, the deeper you dig into it. Um, if you want to give yourself nightmares, I, I encourage you to read your state ballot access laws, no matter what state. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, so, it's, it's pretty disgusting. So as far as I know, we've had some people um, at meetings I've been to here. We've had some local candidates. Uh, I forget who's the guy. Who's our guy? Uh, who's like a city councilman down around Chattanooga? David Tyler? Yeah, David Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the Mises Caucus supported him with a little bit of contribution or at least an endorsement. So was he – are those uh, races just like no partisan label usually in Tennessee? Yeah, city council um, for an incorporated city is typically nonpartisan. Um, Rob Burke, who lives out in Morristown, uh, yeah. I talk about him regularly, he uh, he ran uh, for city council and mayor. Um and was very, very close on both, uh, less yeah. than 20 votes on between both elections. Um, but yes, those are no, non-partisan races. Now, when you get to like your county level or the state level, those become uh, partisan races, I think, except for sheriff. I believe those are non-partisan. It depends on the county, too. Each county has their own regulations on it, but okay. yeah. All right, so if you wanted to run for county mayor as a libertarian, would that signature stuff be for... Yes. The the threshold for the just the county or for the whole state? So here's yeah, so here's where it gets tricky, right? So if you're running a county race, you're only responsible for getting five percent of whatever that county voted for the gubernatorial race. So if, if let's say Knox County, for example, big county, a lot of population, let's say it's two hundred thousand people. I don't know what it actually is. Um, but let's say it's two hundred thousand people that voted, or yeah, we'll say that. Um now you gotta get five percent of the signature total of 200,000. So instead of a statewide campaign to get signatures, now you're residing to that single county, which becomes a lot more difficult, especially in rural counties um, like uh, out, where, out, out by Jefferson, um, you know, uh, Johnson County, like they get, get real rural. So how do you go and get these signatures? You're not going to just wander up someone's farm because that's a good way to get shot. Yep. So the whole thing's rigged on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's obviously they don't want it. Um, so where is the party now? Have they tried to do, uh, like the last couple presidential elections has, has like, was, was Gary Johnson and Joe Jorgensen on the ballot here in Tennessee? And how did that happen? If you know, I'm not certain I came in, um, the year that Jorgensen was running in 2020, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, might have been 2019 the end of it but um i'm not certain how she ended up on the ballot i know the last thing i'd heard was uh la 2016 was the last time we had ballot access was was as far as i remember um that's predates my time um so it's it's been a hot minute um i believe jorgensen probably ran independent i'm not certain i can't i can't remember exactly okay. um we're not going to talk about that one though but uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we have, I do want to introduce this as well. We've made ballot access lawsuit pushes in the past. And I say, we, this is before my time as well. Um, those got shut down. Um, the big difference now though, is we have seen, uh, 
two other states in our uh, federal districts uh, overturn the ballot access laws in court um, through the same process we're going through now due to it being unconstitutional. You can't set different parameters for different candidates, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's the premise of which we're going forward. And we've actually had two legislative pushes to introduce um, legislation to just reduce it from 5% to 2.5% signature tolls. And you can you can go back and watch the video. A Democrat on camera, on mic, said Tennesseans are either Republicans, Democrats, or an independent. They don't need other choices. I don't need you taking votes from my party or me taking votes from your party. <laughs> and that's an exa- pretty yeah. close quote to what he said. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so the ballot uh, access lawsuit, um, uh, when did it start? Did it do, uh, is there fundraising needed for that? What, when can we expect a, a result? Um What's the, what's the current status of it? So it is currently filed. We are waiting on the courts to tell us when the hearing date will be. Um, because with the holidays, New Year and all that stuff, um, it's just it's all bogged down. People are off work for extended, extended periods of time. But um, we're still waiting on an exact court date, which we will 100% post everywhere once we have it. Um, we do need fundraising for that as everything else in the libertarian party fundraising is a huge thing that we need um for whether it's defend the guard whether it's for the battle access lawsuit whether it's for tnta all these things need funds to keep going um it's just kind of pick your pick your flavor of pie for the week i guess which one you want to support or do all three but um yep fundraising is a huge thing you can go to uh lptn.org slash donate um, you can donate there. Just put in the comment section that it's for ballot access, or you can go to PayPal and do ballot access 2024. Donate there, and that just goes straight to the fund too. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the best two ways to donate. If you want to help with it, um, always feel free to reach out. Pretty much where we're at right now is we're kind of locked into it. Um, I do want to start uh, running advertisements in the state, um, promoting. Uh, if not one, all three items um, and just kind of targeting, you know, the general public saying, hey, you know, why is the National Guard going to, uh, you know, Syria, for example, you know, when when they're National Guard, um, you know, why are Democrats telling you your voice doesn't matter unless you're voting for them? Why are Republicans telling you your, vo- your vote don't uh, your vote doesn't matter unless you're voting for them? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I want to start hitting them across the state because. As much as I love most libertarians, they're not always the best in speaking uh, to the general public, whether it's just they're not really skilled at it or the talking points aren't there. And this, and I think if we can do blanket messaging across the state, not put anything else other than a, just a blank statement of, you know, Democrats said this about your vote. Republicans said this about your vote, depending on where it's at. Obviously, you know, Memphis will, will, will run anti-Republican, Nashville will run whatever. But um I want to start. I want to start hitting, hitting all these things across the state. Um, just raising awareness. Uh, lawsuits, you know, are hard to to. Lawsuits are hard to fight when the general public is against you on it. And if you talk to Tennesseans and you tell them what the ballot access laws are currently in the state, they do not support it. Uh, yeah. I've talked to Democrats, Republicans, extremes on both sides, non-voters. Everyone has agreed that it's absolute horseshit. 
And the reason being is they said they want more choices. They hate what they have now. Nobody likes Biden. Nobody really likes Trump. And we're, we're fighting over, you know, table scraps when in reality, the biggest voice is the non-voter. Yeah. And by telling people they're stripping them of their voice, it, it really gets them riled up and it really makes them start to question things, whether or not their party is for the freedom that they say they were. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's uh, something our party has been dealing with for 50 plus years. And unfortunately I think sometimes the more successful we get, then the more that's what happened in Ohio. I think things were going really well uh, for the LP <coughs> And that's when they basically pulled some these weird legal challenges to our signatures that had never been used before. And uh, then they, you know, uh, passed a law and, you know, that overturned everything that had made it somewhat you know, workable to get people on the ballot. So uh, that's the thing is they can always um, if we get too close, they can put us back on the hamster wheel. So uh, unfortunately, the the court thing is sometimes uh, uh, the only way to go practically uh, because getting signatures, like you said, if you're talking about 50,000 signatures or something like that, like it was in Ohio, um, that takes a lot of money to, and to get Cause you got to usually get double the amount of signatures. Right. So they're really going to look at your stuff. So um I'm, I'm curious as to the, the lawsuit is, uh, are any other parties um, also a party to the lawsuit or is it just the Tennessee LP? So uh, myself and uh, another gentleman um, who is on the committee has reached out to some of these other parties. Um, pretty much they're either like, yeah, we support it, but we're not trying because it's too hard or, we, I haven't heard back from the no labels party. Um, I, I don't think they really care to work with anyone. They've got m more money than they'll need to yeah. do it. So they don't really give a shit. Um, I mean, I'd love to save them the money and then, you know, maybe they make a donation to help with the, the lawsuit or something, but yeah. you know, if they want to spend millions of dollars, go for it. But yeah. we have reached out. Um, we do have some support. Um, it's just, that's not going to be anything, unfortunately, that's substantial, either money or volunteers, because a lot of the other yeah. parties have been beaten down by the state of Tennessee because of the fact that it is so difficult to run a candidate at anything higher than city council. So, yeah, in Ohio, we did have the advantage. Uh, the Green Party was fairly organized and we worked really well together with them. Um, uh, so I guess that's yeah no, doesn't seem to be the case in tennessee every state like i say every state uh, is different so um well I, I really appreciate you coming on anything else uh, you want people to know about what you're doing what uh, what's going what's going on here in tennessee yeah i, I did want to make uh, one final statement and this is something i shared on larry sharp's show about ballot access as well is tennessee is quite possibly one of the most pivotal pivotal LP states uh, that exist right now because um, with red flag laws coming down, with the ballot access lawsuit, with Defend the Guard, we can easily set a precedent for all other states. Um, you know, if, if Tennessee falls victim to red flag laws, it's not going to be difficult for it to pass in Kentucky or Mississippi or Georgia or Alabama because they can look at this and say, hey, those psychotic assholes in Tennessee passed it. Why can't we do it here? And it becomes so much easier. Um, ballot access laws. Um, you know, if we win, you know, here in this lawsuit, 
states like New York where there's an actual monetary amount that you have to pay to get on the ballot, it becomes a lot easier for their lawsuits. And so uh, same thing with Defend the Guard. If we pass it here, it becomes easier to pass it in other states and we, we, we can you know, take our momentum that we've got now and push it to other places. And um, it, 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 it sounds, you know, biased, but it's really not. We have so much going on right now in this state that with the right support and the right, you know, the right amount of luck, I guess, we can get all three of these done correctly and guarantee, you know, freedom, not just for future Tennesseans, not just my kids, not just your kids, but, you know, children of other states. I mean, it, it, it grows beyond just a single instance. And that is why this matters so much right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's people like you. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about you from Zeb and Josiah and Zach and those guys. So uh, I'm glad uh, uh, we're all playing nice in Tennessee and, and getting some stuff done. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing you guys out at the, the state house and, um, yeah, I'm excited. You guys are doing a great job and um, thanks for coming on and anything you ever need from us. Uh, uh, just let us know. I'll see you at the state convention. Tell, tell everybody when the state convention is uh, here in Tennessee. If you're a registered voter in Tennessee or going to be soon, um, come on out and see us at the convention in April, right? It, it, it will be in April. It'll be at the, um, the golf course is called Meadowview. I think it's a, a Hilton or something like that. It's, Me, it's, it's called the Meadowview. Yeah, it's called the Meadowview Convention Center. Um, it's a very nice facility. They renovated it a couple years back. Six million dollar renovation, something like that. Beautiful ballrooms. The the hotel rooms are super nice. It's super cheap because it's we're BFE out here. Um, close to an airport. So if you need to fly in, by God, you can fly in. Ain't no excuses now. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, come on out. It'll be a good time. I'll be there. Josiah will be there, the usual crowd. Um, it'll be a good time. I mean, Tennessee's yeah. always a great time. So Yeah, it. Uh, I can't be uh, happier to be down here and to, um, yeah, but a crew of a bunch of guys doing a lot of good work. It's uh, unfortunately well, – We're happy to time, have you, Aaron. Well, no, I, I most of my time is spent on National Mises Caucus stuff, but uh, um, I try to keep my hand in a little bit and – Josiah and Zach cannot work me any day anyway. So <laughs> they're both on the Mises caucus board and uh, uh, I know they're doing, they're both really busy too. So um, thanks for uh, coming on um, and uh, for all you're doing. And I, I know we're going to have a good event and um, I, I'm excited to see Maj and, and the different people we can meet to bring them in on this issue. So I, I really appreciate it, Chris. Appreciate you having me on. I really do. Okay.